Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Pod PPL, the Pasadena Public Library's premier podcast. Uh, my name is Larry, and with me here is Tosh. Hello. We both work for the Pasadena Public Library, and we're very grateful uh, for you checking us out. Uh, so this is the very first episode of our new podcast, um, and we'd like to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about what our purposes are for making this podcast. So part of what we do here at the library is providing information, uh, which seems like a vague concept until you actually sit down and think about what the word information entails. Uh, It could mean so much. It could range from history and art um, all the way down in scale to a helpful tip or a food recommendation. Um, We want to kind of encompass the breadth of information in a way that reconnects you with your city and community uh, after a long year that we've all spent inside. This month, the Pasadena Public Library is celebrating National Native American Heritage Month, Um, and so we'd like to speak a little bit about Native American music. Uh, So Tosh, what do you think of when you think about Native American music? Mm, I would say I think of powwow drumming, uh, kind of rhythmic singing, chanting. Then I kind of also just think about the kinds of dances that go with it, the stories that the songs uh, kind of cover. But I know that that's actually really narrow as far as what Native Americans even are or represent because, I mean, there's different types of Native Americans and I mean, there's, you know, Inuit throat singing. That, so I know that that's <laughs> just very surface level understanding and honestly, I, even that's just the first thing I think of. There's, there's probably even more to that. There, there is. You know, Native American culture is not just a, a single monolithic culture. Um, but, you know, we all kind of have that impression. It's a very a stereotypical sort of impression of Native American music. Um, I think part of the reason is, well, when's the last time that you heard Native American music kind of in the mainstream media? I would say never. I don't think I've ever heard it on the radio, uh, never really come across, across it casually, at least. Mm-hmm. Same. It, 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 it doesn't really get discussed, even if you know the artist is of Native American heritage. So there, there is a reason that you don't hear a lot of Native American music on the radio or in mainstream culture. Um, there is, of course, a long history of oppression um, of Native Americans in this country, and music is no different. Similarly to how African American slaves were oppressed and had their drums taken away, uh, it's no surprise that the same thing happened to many Native Americans. Um, but they adapted. Native American hymnals are an early example of this kind of fusion of, of traditions Uh, making an entirely new kind of music. Um, These hymnals, unlike the European hymnals, which had instrumental accompaniment, featured no instruments. Uh, They were vocal in nature and recited from memory. 
There was also a long history of artists who were forced to downplay their heritage or had their heritage just ignored by the media. Uh, the jazz singer Mildred Bailey, uh, one of the most influential jazz singers in history, uh, grew up on a Coeur d'Alene reservation in Idaho, uh, but in the press no mention was made of her heritage. Similarly, the blues uh, guitarist Charlie Patton, who influenced uh, Muddy Waters and Helen Wolf, who in turn influenced many of the rock bands of the 60s and 70s, uh, his heritage was not well known either. Uh, Link Ray, one of the seminal electric guitarists uh, who had a hit in 1958 with Rumble, um, was of Shawnee heritage. His heritage was not well known either. Uh, in fact, Robbie Robertson, uh, the guitarist of the band who played with Bob Dylan and many others, um, was stunned to discover that his idol, Link Ray, like he was a Native American. Oppression takes other forms as well. The Canadian folk singer Buffy St. Marie uh, experienced success in the late 60s with the folk music movement, but as her music became more political and she began to embrace both anti-war politics, because this was the era of Vietnam, and her heritage as a Native American, uh, she simply did not get the kind of exposure that she did before. She was shut out by the media. Even those artists that made their identity very visible um, didn't really even get recognized. Well, for instance, Redbone. I mean, they're a really popular band the people love their song the come and get your love it's very popular well known but i don't think most people knew that they too had native heritage they were native and they were very open about it they were they they went on tv in in the 70s dressed you know in appropriate garb and people just didn't make that connection fortunately today's artists make their heritage a much more central part of their kind of artistic identity um, there are a lot of artists now who are taking traditional forms and stories and combining them with more modern ones. Um, a great example of a, of a group that is taking a traditional form and kind of using a contemporary story, uh, the group Northern Cree has a song uh, entitled Facebook Drama, where they talk about online drama, but set to a like a powwow drumming background. Mm. Another good example, uh, Connor Chi, a Navajo concert pianist, has recorded an album of traditional Navajo songs reinterpreted on the piano. Similarly, Inuit throat singer Tanya Tagak uh, has appeared on several artists' albums, performing the traditional music in new contexts, as she has played with Bjork, among others. Some artists are taking traditional sounds and very actively fusing them with modern ones. Uh, one great example is a, uh, the Haluchi Nation, uh, formerly known as a tribe called Red. Their song, R.E.D., uh, featuring Most Def, uh, is a good example of kind of this blending of traditional forms with modern sounds, kind of a, a hip-hop feel or a electronic sort of music feel. Yeah, I actually love that song. And even though the song itself has more of like a hip-hop feel, the beat itself is, you know, a little bit more like hip-hop, what you would think of traditionally. Once that beat hits, you just feel it in your chest, you know, you feel it in your soul. And, I mean, that's kind of what 
traditional native music kind of hope to inspire in people. So I would say, mm -hmm. you know, goal accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that's a great song. Uh, that's off their 2016 album, uh, We Are the Haluchi Nation. So a lot of these uh, modern artists, they don't really get a lot of mainstream media exposure still, even as we mentioned before. Um, so how does this music kind of continue to, to get created and spread and uh, evolve? Um, a lot of it is through small labels. Some examples of small labels uh, are Canyon Records and Light in the Attic. Um, a lot of these artists are self-releasing. They just release something online uh, on Spotify or Bandcamp. A lot of them also gain exposure through uh, public radio and native radio. Um, NativeRadio.com uh, has two channels, one for contemporary music and one for traditional powwow music. Um, and since we're in Southern California, uh, the main native station is on KVCR 91.1 FM. Uh, that's Native Voice One. Um, and speaking of where we are in Southern California, uh, it's important to note here, uh, Pasadena itself is on Tongva land. Uh, and one contemporary Tongva artist is Jessica Calderon. Yeah, she's uh, kind of involved in local politics as well and, mm -hmm. and really open about, you know, Native American rights. We should mention here that uh, you can find her music and uh, much of the other music we spoke about on an accompanying playlist, which you'll see in the description of our episode. So the playlist itself is about five hours. It's quite a beefy playlist because we really try to encompass pretty much any and every genre that you can find native artists in. So we have mm -hmm. things like classical piano. We have an opera singer. We have metal, black metal, mm -hmm. <laughs> throat singing. We have something that's, you know, like Larry mentioned, a lot of fusion songs. We have some traditional songs. Really, it's a great, great combination of a lot of really interesting artists and forms of music. And I really encourage you, even if maybe not everything I mentioned is up your alley, to just give it a listen because who knows, you might find something that you really enjoy. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, the diversity like, of that playlist really kind of speaks to the Native American experience and how, how diverse that is. Yeah. Well, we hope you give that playlist a listen, and we hope you give us a listen next month. We'll be updating on our Spotify playlist, and look out on social media for any updates. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This has been Pod PPL. Bye. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by the Pasadena Public Library. You can find any accompanying playlists on our Spotify, and you can find more episodes of this podcast on the podcast host of your choice.